You're tuning into Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. I am Iron Man. My name is Alyssa, and we are... They say that the best spoiler is the one you never have to fire. I respectfully disagree. I prefer the spoiler you only have to fire once. That's how dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. Thank you, Tony Stark, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains spoilers and adult content. Your eyes are red. Your tears for your long lost boss? Tears of joy. I hate job hunting. Yeah, vacation's over. Welcome home, sir. Put up the scanner, will you? What happened over there? I have my eyes open. I want to protect the people. I put in harm's way. Man with a dozen of these can rule all of Asia. Yeah, I can fly. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm not Tony Stark. But we are Spectre Radio. What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Very nice, Jeff Bridges. These get worse every week, but I love them. Like and yes, that was a good. great Jeff Bridges. Oh, thank God, because that's definitely high praise. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're happy to be back, and we're happy to be kicking off uh, the first Iron Man movie that came out in 2008. So the first Dang. official MCU movie, but our third one here chronologically. 13 years ago. Jeez. I, oh, don't even oh, do that I was, for me. I was ninth grade. I remember my English teacher grade. was yeah, a big nerd grade. like us. And he was just like, hey, I know Iron Man comes out this week, but don't let this English project that I've assigned you suffer. <laughs> and I was like, but sir, how can you do this? And, sure. he, and he was just like, easily, would you like me to assign another? I was like, no, no, you're good. You're good. He's like, I'm going to see the movie too, but I still have, have to grade the more. papers at the same time. So I was like, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll do our part. All righty, so we're going to move on to our official Iron Man movie recap. So go ahead, Alyssa, take it away. Meet Tony Stark, a billionaire playboy who specializes in weapons technology for the military. He thought he had it all, the money, the house, the cars, and the girls until a weapons demonstration in the Middle East goes awry. Servicemen and women are killed, and Tony is knocked out by an explosion and captured. He awakes to find himself a prisoner of a terrorist group known as the Ten Rings, who want him to build them weapons. His injury from the explosion and the thought that it was his weapons the terrorists used to kill Americans causes him to shift priorities. He instead builds an armored super suit he uses to escape. Upon his return home, he's on a new mission to track down 
who gave the terrorist his weapons, but not before he can get a cheeseburger. Then the answer is a lot closer to home. Loyalties are tested and trusts are broken. When a friend and mentor breaks bad and builds his own super suit, hell bent on conquest, has Tony changed enough from careless playboy to hero? Or is his and his father's legacy going to be twisted into mass murder? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Very nice. And good job auto-correcting it on the fly since I wrote bell bent instead of bell bent. <laughs> and you are I did notice that and then still got tongue You still got things. it. No, you knocked it out. You, you got that very well. <laughs> and added you, some Al- ad-libs of my own. <laughs> thank you, Alyssa, for the recap. And thank you, Andrew, for writing that. Yes. Moving on to our first topic of behind the arc reactor. <laughs> Thought I'd change it up a little bit based on this movie. <laughs> this section of our podcast is basically just a little bit of behind the scenes of kind of what goes on during each movie. So one of my facts. So do you guys remember whose cheeseburger he was eating? Burger King. <laughs> no. Burger King. It was. So, I've known that since I saw the movie. <laughs> so Robert Downey Jr. Do had a strange... Do they ever say that or it's just a rapper? It's just a bag. Guys... The bag. Oh, I never thought that. So before. Robert Downey Jr. had a strange reason to promote Burger King. So in the movie, when he returns from Afghanistan, Tony Stark asks for a press conference and American cheeseburger. Next, he's given the press conference with a sandwich from Burger King in his hand. As it turns out, Robert Downey Jr. had a strange reason to promote Burger King. In an interview with Empire Magazine, he claimed that Burger King is responsible for getting him clean. <laughs> he was sitting in his car, he was full of drugs, and he ate a burger that was so revolting, it caused him to rethink his life and dump all the drugs into the ocean, then promptly checked himself into rehab. Wow. <laughs> Andrew I and I both have our jaws open to the floor right now. I read That's that insane. like 10 years ago, and I completely forgot about it. That- That's crazy. <laughs> How did he get the permissions to use that? I mean, I'm sure, you know, the no um, bad publicity is good publicity, but still, like, <laughs> I'm not creating free, a Burger King free burger publicity is good that. publicity is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, wow. I mean, that's, that's a, great, gross. a great story. I mean, <laughs> I agree. Burger King sucks, but I totally I like agree. Chicken fries. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my favorite thing on the menu is the chicken fries. And then they took them away and then they brought them back. And I was so yeah. glad. And they have like onion rings, rib. whereas they McDonald's do have onion rings and, and zesty sauce and they have Slurpees. They got a little bit going on. They got I will say on. their fries are better than anybody else's. <gasps> but that's you about take it. that back, sir. So no, it really depends on like what you're like. How do I put this? It really depends on how good your McDonald's or Wendy's is. Cause I've been to some where the fries, like, like sure. the one near me in New York and in, in Staten Island was not, their fries were just not, but the one here in Mount Dora consistently shot for shot, their fries are good. I'm here to so tell I, you. I think it just depends. Chick-fil-A has the best fast food fries. The end. I'm here today to tell you that they dip things, they fry things in peanut oil. Oh, and I don't want to pass away. You can't have oh. that. And I'm sorry for you, but they are the best. They are so good. They're good, but what are you, you going to have on a Sunday? Hmm. <sighs> leftover Chick-fil-A in my air fryer. Oh. Uh, There's no hibachi. such thing as leftover chick I will Chick-fil-A. go with hibachi because I love hibachi. Um, do you Ooh. mind if I take the next uh, behind go the scenes? Go for it. Before we get too off topic and go it's through every food. restaurant. <laughs> um, Tom Cruise was almost cast as Iron Man. Oh, my god! I cannot. I would Could hate that. 
I'm almost calling bullcrap on that, but I know that can't be bullcrap. No. Like, I mean, I, I think I think Tom Cruise is fine. He's a good actor. I don't I don't love him as much as most yeah. people do. I don't yeah, same. necessarily think he's the best person on the planet. But I, I think mean, he I know was good in people. two movies, Mission Impossible and Rock of Ages, the end. Fair enough. <laughs> um, obviously, our good, dear friend John Favreau was involved with yes, not, not only this, but many Marvel movies. And so he was the one that did the big push to get Robert Downey Jr. into the role of Iron Man slash mm-hmm. Tony Stark because he felt like Robert Downey Jr. could make Stark a, quote, likable asshole, end quote. <laughs> yeah, he thought his past, um, since it was all of his mistakes were in the public eye, he's like, you have the perfect past for this. Which, like, I didn't even know about that until you guys just brought it up. And, like, I read that same thing you talked about, Andrew, but... I was like, what mistakes? But also, I mean, I was not paying attention to this stuff in the early 2000s, middle you, 2000s. You know, he's, you know, he's banned from Japan, right? No. He is? They Banned from a whole country? So That's already his, an island? Like, due to his disorderly conduct in the 90s, um, and I believe some of that disorderly conduct was in Japan, they allowed him, I don't remember if it was this movie or the Avengers movie, they allowed him to go to the opening premiere as a one-time pass, and he's never allowed in the country again. Oh my god! Because what, that was back when he, he was do? crazy and an addict and all that. That actually wasn't even on my behind the shield list, but <laughs> it's uh, just in behind Andrew's brains list. In Andrew's head. Welcome yeah. to Andrew's brain, everybody. Welcome oh, to Lord. research no, and no, development. No, get out, everyone out. No, no one wants <laughs> everyone to be out. In here. Everyone out. No one wants to be in here. Do pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> So, would you guys believe me if I said Iron Man was a B-list Marvel character? Originally? <laughs> Originally, yes. yeah, I was yes. gonna say yes. Originally, <laughs> before, yeah, I didn't. I when I typed this out and I, I saw it online, <laughs> that was probably like, not the reaction you wanted no, because we were both like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all right. I mean, sorry. I don't think he was an original Avenger, according to the comics. No, that's I don't think he was either. I, that's why I, I'm kind of like originally, yeah, he might have been B list, but because Iron Man was supposed to be an independent movie, mm-hmm. not related in the MCU whatsoever. I think it just took off way better than they expected it to. And I think that's what drove the post credit scene and kind of what changed everything because obviously Nick Fury doesn't is not in the movie at all until the very end. I mean, and this movie when, could when still my be... my man likes to make an appearance, okay? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they did the have parties shield over. in the movie, though. So, <laughs> I mean... Maybe they, they try to get into that direction and Japan to just drop hints all over the place? Maybe. Um, the last one I have is uh, Colonel Rhodes, uh, Rhodey's ringtone for Tony. Yeah. was the original <laughs> 1966 Iron Man theme. So that was kind of when I, when I started hearing the ringtone, I, I forgot. I'm like, you can have ringtones because everyone is nobody to uses you know? them. We used to pay like two dollars for ringtones. Oh my and now gosh! And it was a ever stupid, has a ringer like, on. Wanted like, dead or alive. The Power oh Rangers. God. Monotone versus oh, polytone. The Kim Possible. Beep 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 beep. No. If you if me? you notice uh, slightly off topic, the Kim Possible ringtone is only like one note off from the original Mighty Morphers. Dee, 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 oh dee. yeah yeah. So I used to like dating like myself here in Blockbuster. I would hear it go off <laughs> and I'd be like, wait, is that the Kim Possible one or is that the Mighty Morphin? Either way, awesome. 
most popular. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh my gosh. Um, two more, one other for John Favreau. He wanted to shoot this film in California because he felt that too many superhero films are set on the East Coast, especially in New York City. Mm-hmm. I feel like if this was in New York City, we'd get a totally different vibe. Like, I feel like Iron Man is totally a California guy. Like, it makes sense with the way. Even though I think he, he was of, born in New York. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely a West Coast guy. Sure, for sure. Like, he's got that kind of personality and like just the way he's like into the shiny cars and like the parties and stuff like Malibu. yes that can His be very new york Beach. <laughs> right i feel like that can be very new york but they're totally different vibes like i feel like california is more like laid back and like ruckus kind of party whereas new york is more like hoity-toity kind of you know shooty duty imagine if this was filmed in florida if he like had a house in like windermere or like miami <laughs> beach no, because like West his whole Palm, staff maybe. would be old white dudes. Yeah. You know, which only takes away two characters in this movie, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> Since right. most of the, the cast is old white dudes from the get-go. Mm. <laughs> That's uh um, we'll come back to that though when we get to my worst. <laughs> and my last behind the arc reactor shield, whatever we're calling this, is Robert Downey Jr. ad libbed his line, I am Iron Man. Really? His famous Ooh. sign off at the end. So, well, like, I mean, did they give him that plot point or did he just, like, rewrite the entire next set they, of movies? <laughs> I was reading he ad-libbed most of his lines in this movie and he got away with majority of them. Um, I have a feeling that his line might have been something along the same lines. Sure. Maybe, maybe kind of dancing around the point. But I feel like him as a person and as an actor was like, we're just going to blurt this out and be blunt. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's kind of like how the it's, Avengers movies goes. It's like him ad-libbing half of the plot and half right. of the lines and they're just their skills as, as actors and actresses are literally just bouncing are off of him and keeping up yeah, yeah. and cool. i read that too wide about what you said gwyneth paltrow was trying to keep up and she's not you know trained and and doing the the improv was really you know just tricky and tough for her so she had yeah. a harder time with the improv she because did it well. her background is is different Mm-hmm. Well, it's, right, but- it just said they had to do more takes because he would ad lib something to her and and Gwyneth as Pepper would be like, uh, and like have to try to that would be uh, really hard to like be that quippy in a room with Tony Stark. I don't know. Oh, yeah. that, that'd I mean, be pretty tough. I, I can see it from her standpoint. You're coming into a multi-million dollar production. You expect to have a fully laid out script. <laughs> to come in and be like, oh, welcome we're to the MC. Yeah, right. <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> This is not it's in the contract. That's not what I signed up for. I mean, it's like, I, I, like I do feel bad for her because that would be like really hard to do. But like, it it would uh, what an make her more versatile actress at the yeah. after that. You know, after she could you know get through that. Sure. All righty. So let's move on to our next category of what ifs. So uh, my what if is what if Obadiah did not actually die at the end of this movie and he came mine. back later. In, in the MCU as a villain, how do you think that would go? Ooh. How much of a threat do you think he would pose? And when do you think he would come back? Well, so if we learned how and yeah, if we learned anything, you know, referring to Star Wars physics being thrown down an arc reactor, physics. Do anything. <laughs> okay. Um, Sci-fi physics. <laughs> I now that you pose that question, Andrew, I almost wish that would have happened 
and I wish he would have arrived, maybe not in an Avengers movie, but at least in the last Iron Man movie to bring a better story plot and storyline to it than mm-hmm. what we already got. Him as a bad guy gives me major like George Lopez villain in Shark Boy and Lava Girl vibes. <laughs> oh my god! Does anybody else get that with like the uh, big clanky suit and the mm-hmm. voice and everything? I was like, what is this? Shark Boy. I was and Lava I Girl? was getting very. Both of you guys watched Avatar, right? Oh yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I, was, I never saw. The you know thing. when they're in like their like walking suits when they're walking on Pandora. I was getting that oh, that kind okay. of vibe, especially with the, I can't remember his name, the colonel or the general that's yes. there on base. Oh yes, yes, yeah, with the with the heads, yeah, the big heads, yeah. I'll You're talking it. Avatar the movie, not the TV series. Avatar the movie. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. With the yeah. blue monkey things. I yeah. I was thinking oh, no, the same Avatar you were thinking, Andrew, when was you like, said. No, the the movie. Sorry, the James Cameron one. Yes. 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 I've yeah. seen both, so mm-hmm. that that helps. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I don't know when he would come back. I definitely think that would be interesting because then we got like also the Incredibles, like the Underminer at one point when he like came out of the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was yeah. giving me all these like villain vibes uh, across these Disney movies. But And of course, he's got a great voice because he's, you know, Jeff Bridges. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I was waiting for some like stuff from the Big Lebowski to happen in this one. That would have been fun. To see the line i can't wait back, until we but... get to end game with the, with the lebowski reference right exactly <laughs> but yeah so i don't know when it would make sense for him to come back it almost be kind of cool um gosh i don't it was, know he would have to pull something like what zemo tried to do try to like take out yeah. the like that yeah and then like when they're kind of divided then he can come in with like a big suit and something and just that's yeah i don't know that's so funny you say that i could definitely see him in a in a Zemo type cameo role but yeah I would be really interested to like know what his villain t- like type name is going to be and his whole like is he still going to have the big scary like prototype suit or what's going to be his uh next move probably there? something more advanced yeah that you doesn't would, you freeze would, you would yeah it doesn't freeze when you reach 30,000 feet yeah hmm. yeah Andrew what do you what are your thoughts on that one? Um, so maybe if he waited until there was more like vibranium out there, or if like he got access to, um, remember that the the bad one of the bad guys from Black Panther, the the South African dude, the white dude who like stole the vibranium. Mm-hmm. If he got some of that, imagine if he made a vibranium suit, a vibranium Iron Man suit. Oh my god! That would. You know, because Iron Man suit's not made out of vibranium, so it would be right. more powerful. So that would be kind of crazy. I, I would think that he would be doing like some subterfuge stuff, like we said, like Zemo style, trying to divide the Avengers, and then he would be able to just like pile drive right down the middle with his suit, like ta-da. I want to so, see him and the Hulk go at it. That would be cool, and in, in, in like his in like the what do they call it, the Hulkbuster armor um, that Tony uses? Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> But which which movie do you think you would? Um, I mean, you're, what you said, Iron Man three isn't bad. It would make it very full circle. Um, I mean, I wouldn't. I I, I don't know because it, it would change how the the flow of movies went. I would I would imagine it somewhere like in between um, Age of Ultron and Civil War. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know. Okay. So not it couldn't be too late because then they have like real threats to deal with. 
Could you just drop him in New York with Squidward during that movie instead? (laughs) I feel like during that whole scene, it was like 9 million bad guys. So why not just throw him in for shits and gigs? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Or like the final scene of of Endgame when they're all, you know, with all the bad guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. So my what if actually feeds really well off of Andrews. Talking about vibranium. So what if Iron Man's suit was vibrating? Ooh, wow. You oh, it would be way more advanced. So eventually, you know, while he's looking for a replacement of pallet, palladium. palladium, which is poisoning his heart, he does stumble upon his father's blueprints for, for uh, vibranium. And he does use it to power both his heart and the Mark VI Iron Man suit. So that's what the element he discovered was? He discovered yeah. vibranium? Yeah, I didn't even which, know that. which you would think with his father being his father, he would have he would have he would have talked about it with with his dad. I mean, especially I don't if think they, I don't know that Howard is going to be like, hey, one day you're going to have a bomb go off next to you and there's going to be shrapnel in your heart. So you're going to need <laughs> this. Oh, and by the way, I made the bomb. Sorry, son. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he had, I remember he had gotten some Howard. Um, back in Captain America, and they're, and he's like, oh, this is well, this is all we have, and we're just like, you made a frisbee shield out of it. <laughs> but I, I guess that that would that's a good point, I guess. My thought is like, is he buying this vibranium or is he stealing it? Because that's a lot of vibranium, <laughs> and this man uh-huh. is rich, but like that's a lot of money, and I mm-hmm. feel like this man is not gonna be like, sure, let me just nine million dollars, okay. Hmm. Will you take a check? Yeah, do you accept the payment plan? I think his suit would be just way more advanced in general because, like, Wakanda's building blocks of society is like vibranium. There, everything is vibranium, and they're just way more advanced. So, like, friggin' Shuri is like the smartest person on the planet, and she's like what sixteen? Yes. And Tony's like had decades of like schooling compared. Would he have like beads in his chest? With like the vibranium or something, kind of how she had all the beads of of vibranium and things and stuff. That'd be kind of interesting. That would be interesting. I know, like obviously Tony built not his prototype suit, but his first real suit. He built it kind of kind of quickly mm-hmm. because he figured out he could he could do it. So I don't think he would have spent the time, you know, looking through his father's plans, you know, figuring, okay, is there is there a tougher metal than what I'm already using? Right, right. Or a stronger power Especially because there's no more of it in existence right there so or yeah. so they think i should say they have no idea that Wakanda i would like to know how much volcano of it <laughs> right i would like to know how much that would cost though like legitimately somebody find us the wikipedia link for that i have a feeling that ethan fowler knows this exactly oh i'm sure he's screaming at the, the this man knows right iron now. man <laughs> more than anybody else fortunately he couldn't make it tonight because um tonight's his anniversary Happy I don't have the answer. I don't have the yes, happy anniversary. <laughs> um, I don't have the answer for that, but I did see on the internet um, there was like a six or an eight-year-old boy or girl, and they asked they asked their dad, "Can a lightsaber cut through Captain America's shield?" And somebody found the exact point oh in which gosh. vibranium essentially would melt, based on how much stronger it is than steel, and they averaged how hot a lightsaber was. So, <laughs> well. 
We have that, Vi- but we don't have how much vibranium costs. Vibranium is basically our version of Beskar. You know, that's kind of how I'm I'm looking at it. So I'm I'm looking this up. Hold on a second. So guess how much per gram Iron Man, or excuse me, let me re- let me restate. Guess how much vibranium costs per gram per the internet. per gram per gram for vibranium. So Iron Man suit fully loaded weighs 1500 pounds. So you can do the math. That's what it says on ironman.fandom.com. That's almost a ton. When fully, weighed, when fully loaded, it weighs 1,500 pounds with liquid propellant tanks that offer basic flying functions. And movability, and because you can't walk in that. That's half a car. Oh, so that's a lot of money. My no, you, can, you can move in that. It's probably it's not. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it says Wakanda's gram. vaults hold 10,000 tons of vibranium, so it comes out to... trillion dollars. He he definitely has that. Well, and and the way you got to think about it (laughs) is... Yeah, Tony Stark's got that. He doesn't have... I don't think he has 90 billion. That was his inheritance. Here, Um, let's... While we're on a roll, let's see. Tony Stark network. How much is is his net This is the way you have to think about it, though. Uh, A hundred billion. So not even close. That would bankrupt this man. A bar of iron is $5, but when you melt it and turn it into a horseshoe, it's worth 12 Or when you put it, you melt it into whatever, it's worth more. So just because they have $90 billion doesn't mean they can't make that stuff into way more. It was $90 trillion. $90 Sorry, trillion. Tony, oh, so they Stark, have way, yeah. Tony Stark's net worth is $100 billion. Yeah, I was about to say, I know Wakanda is far wealthier than, than Iron Man. And yes, Tony Stark is richer than Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by um, by about a billion dollars, uh, or no, I'm sorry, about, about ten, uh, about no, 10 yeah, 20. no. Bruce Wayne is nine point two billion, and Tony oh. Stark is a hundred billion. Oh so wow! By okay. like, <laughs> by a lot, <laughs> by a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness, We've that was too much fun. We went topic. down a rabbit hole there. That was a hell uh, again. But that's what happens when you do science fiction physics. True. Okay, so. My what if was kind of reminiscing and thinking about my favorite Marvel character who loves Iron Man and loves Tony Stark, but is not in this movie, which would be (laughs) Spider-Man. You guys are like, what's happening? Uh, What's happening now? Where are we going? Uh, So Mm, my what if is, what if Tony Stark had a Stark intern instead of Pepper Potts? A, a Stark intern or or a Spider-Man as a Stark intern? Is that no, what you were no, asking? No, no, This would be before, you know, like this is before Spider-Man. Yeah, but Spider-Man. You, br- you brought up Spider-Man. Right, because he was uh, in the Stark internship. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Yeah. So what if, what if he it was had a Stark intern? An intern instead of Pepper. The intern would have quit instead of trying operation, <laughs> first off. Um, he would have been going through them like crazy, like the friggin' I think it was like the first or second episode of Arrow. He kept going through bodyguards because he kept he kept ditching all of his bodyguards. That's exactly what would have happened. Anything crazy, someone would be like, I'm out. Nope, that's it. No, I'm out. Yeah. 
they should have done Andrew. that in the second movie when Pepper's like, I'm not helping you with your stuff. You can hire yeah. an assistant. Yes. He just goes through assistants. A bunch like, of interns. That would have been, that would have been great. <laughs> well, then what also happens to this plot line of Iron Man has a heart and who's going to save Tony Stark's ass when his heart is ripped out of his chest? Um, so one intern will make that and then quit. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I have this nice thing from an intern that quit. And then the next is it intern, a girl intern that Tony Stark sexually harasses and then she quits and or maybe he was in love with him and that's why she did in him who, who's to say <laughs> or it was a dude sure could be um, I don't know then, I don't know if then, Tony's into that <laughs> no but he could keep it out of <laughs> he could be bisexual we don't know oh I could God. see it he's a playboy he like a Lando kind of vibe. Um, How are we talking about Tony Stark's? <laughs> moving on, uh, his next intern We're who would save his life it's relevant. would quit after blasting their boss off the roof like that. So <laughs> that would be another point in which people would be quitting. So it would not work. So, so to answer it definitively, this movie wouldn't really work without a Pepper-like character or Pepper in general. Mm-hmm. So he would have yeah. passed away. We don't get, for sure. We don't get Iron Man with a heart. Mm. <laughs> and feeling up his secretary in front of the whole he danced place. with her he did not feel her up what did she say on the dance floor i'm just saying man i don't think she said you felt me up she said you have my your hand on my open back dress in front of everyone well i when you dance with someone, your hand. Isn't that where you put your hand? Is that what happens when you dance with a woman? Oh my well, goodness! I don't know. It didn't seem like you were aware. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we'll move on then. If we're done with my question, to our next category, which is best and worst. So, for my best, um, I didn't really have a scene or a moment that stuck out to me in this movie. Um, it was, it was a decent movie. It just didn't really like, it's not my favorite. So no shade to Iron Man. It just didn't get me all riled up like these other movies do Mm -hmm. and keep your minds out of the gutter. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, uh, my first best category was Tony's personality. Um, I just think there were so many moments in this film that were really funny and just made me laugh out loud. And I was sitting at home watching it in my living room on my couch and just laughing so hard and being like, whoops, sorry to my neighbors <laughs> that I'm just sorry, like busting sorry. out laughing for no reason over here. Um, just like what you were saying with his improvisations and, um, you know, all of just his little funny moments. He just has that great personality that just is very quippy and catches you on the fly. And it's just really good. And I think that's what makes this movie um, sparkle in the way that it does. Mm. Um, the other thing I had was the technology. I thought even for a science fiction movie that the technology was simple enough to follow, but still really cool. It still had a wow factor throughout. Um, Mm -hmm. the fact that there's 450 separate pieces that make up the Iron Man suit and you get to see the fact that it's like knit together with all of this machinery and stuff. Mm. It was really neat. Um, and this is our chronological formal introduction to Jarvis, um, which as soon as I got an Amazon Alexa, I named her Jarvis. <laughs> so now anytime I play something on Spotify, it's like, would you like to play this on Jarvis? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> um, which is great. Um, I wish I could call her Jarvis, but you can't do that yet. So we'll see what happens. But 
Um, Jarvis obviously is just a rather very intelligent system. That's what it stands for. And um, just as a tidbit was a tribute to Edwin Jarvis, Howard Stark's butler, mm-hmm. um, and was changed to artificial intelligence to avoid comparisons to Batman slash Bruce Wayne and Alfred the butler, Alfred Pennyworth. So I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of cool. But um, he's obviously way more than a butler. And you see that kind of throughout the the film that they do re- develop a relationship of friendship. And I don't think, and maybe Andrew can clarify this, I don't think that was specifically Jarvis that saved his butt with a little crane coming over. Was that partially Jarvis or just? No, that was just a little robot thing. Yeah. Yeah, Then why didn't he yell like Jarvis (laughs) do this? Like, I I don't, I guess we weren't there yet. Probably because like Jarvis can turn on lights and not like manifest himself. Yeah. Well, I guess, well, cause like in the later movies, um, isn't there a part where Jarvis is flying the suit like empty? Yeah, he can fly a, a suit empty. Like he can fly any. He could do anything that he's like so, in technology wise. But he's like, like this is gonna sound really gross. But he's not in Iron Man. He's no, not no, in I know. Tony Stark. No, I know. But I'm saying like, why couldn't he just be like Jarvis, activate the Iron Man suit and pick up this thing and bring it to me and save my life? Maybe he hadn't developed that technology yet. I guess I that's I the Marvel plot hole. But. Anyway, so I thought the technology was cool. The suit, seeing it come together. And I guess there's a bunch of Easter eggs of um, how it looked in like the comics throughout the different time periods. And Mm -hmm. um, when it was the Silver Centurion, that was like the 1980s and stuff. So that's kind of neat. So yeah, those were kind of my best where the personality and the technology I thought was cool. And then for my worst, I'm gonna try not to make this like too like weird sounding or sad or political but I just really didn't like the fact that this was in the Middle East like I don't I don't think that was like all necessary and I don't know if this was like in the comics too or what but just the fact that like we have to get like the Middle Eastern people to be the bad guys at all times especially like right not right after 9-11 this was in 2008 but this was like the third lowest total of deaths of American troops in seven years at this point. And we're like still harping on how Islam is bad and Muslims are bad. And these are the bad guys. And it's like, I mean, okay. they never specifically said they were Muslim or Islamic. And I mean, yeah, they, but they're speaking Arabic and they're like doing the beheading videos. Like Arabic. Right. But still, like, I'm just saying I, it doesn't have to be the religion itself. Like it can be the culture and it can be the fact that they're like, just again, making these people, this culture, the, the bad guys after I mean, what I, happened, I it's just that that's not perpetuating really this like problem of America versus the Middle East. So I didn't love, I didn't love that. That's all. That's just my opinion. I think it was period Um, because like we were still over there and he was, mm -hmm. and he's a major weapons developer specifically for the United States military. So I think that's part of the reason that he would be over there. To play devil's advocate, there was one guy that was a Middle Easterner who was good and helping him right and helped him build the suit but well, the, it's it was a they were in my opinion they were showing a small group of whatever you want to call them insurgents terrorists being terrorists to larger groups of possibly islamic people 
who were just living about their day. Like right, in Gomera, right. those people were Islamic and they were not bad guys. They were good guys just trying to live their life and they were being oppressed by a very small group of a-holes. And then they were, they were, they, the United States military wanted to go in there to help out, but they were using human shields, those people sure. of Gomera. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't, I understand like what you're trying to say. And maybe that's, mm-hmm. that's like, maybe somehow that was what came across. Um, but I've seen a lot of movies where it was way more over the top of, uh, yes, the, these, these Muslims are, are bad guys and stuff like that. I, I didn't get that vibe from this movie. And like, I kind of looked for it. So I was like, oh, I was like, this was 2008. This was period. I was like, I, I, I'm like, let's see how they, they portray this now that we're over a decade removed from, um, from this movie. I didn't get the same vibe. Um, maybe because it, they, I mean, yeah, you were right. They were speaking Arabic as well as like, right. Said, and like you said, it's not but, explicitly stated, but this like, Arabic groups religious affiliation is implied in that scene where Tony's like in front of the camera like suggesting that this is like ISIS and it doesn't linger on like the group's motivation but it is like very similarly equating them to militant Islamic groups so mm-hmm. I just didn't think it needed to, like it just was over the top it's, well, if you look it's at just my opinion. The, it was if you a look lot. at all of the bad guys that they have, as far as like minor bad guys, like just groups of regular people, I, I think this is like the only time they've done, uh, quote unquote, like Islamic, whatever you want to call them. I think they've so. Done, they've I done. Think so. An, they've done a French guy. Actually, I think Batroc was technically a, an Algiers guy. They've done <laughs> plenty of whatever white supremacist groups. So I mean, like. As far no, as like accurately sure. representing the crap that happens in the world, I I mean, if they were to do several movies about it, I'd be like, yeah, that's not all that happens in the world. There are other groups of bad guys. Yeah, like they even have I just like think Somali the fact pirates. that it was like it was going on, but this was seven years after we were already starting to like have Islamophobia in the United States, and like now we're continuing down this rabbit hole and digging this hole <laughs> deeper. It's like, can we just, can we move on? Like, I mean, I, the, I feel I, like the war the, is like the, the death toll was literally the lowest it had been in so long. Yeah, and like, I don't sure. want to discount the fact that 20 Americans still died and were, you know, allowing us to live our freedom over here. But I'm, I'm just, anyway, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm sorry. I'm, right. I'm bringing it up so long. My other worst was um, the sexism. Because, like I said, there were two female characters in this movie. We have one that's pretty useless, who's like, I'm a reporter and I'm going to sleep with a man to get the scoop. And you're like, okay, that's realistic. Um, And then we have the other running around in nine inch high heels and tight outfits the whole movie trying to save the day. And I'm like, can we just, can we not? Can we not get the the secretary boss trope in the middle of this film? Can she be a friend or something? Can she be an employee but not his secretary? Like, I don't know. It just even though and, she's... and the fact that all of a sudden she goes from like this, oh my god, I'm gonna hurt you, and let me do this technological surgery to like in another movie she's flying a freaking female Iron Man suit thing like. How did we go from one opposite? I mean, that's exactly how I would be if I had to reach other. my hand into somebody's chest. No, but uh, what I'm saying is like, like she's, she acts like before. she's so 
prissy and prim and proper and oh my god and I don't want to hurt you and I don't know what I'm doing and what are these copper wires and then like a couple movies later she's like a genius so character development yeah for sure but but like also we're not getting it we're not seeing it we're seeing one person who knows nothing AI was also helping her fly the suit fyi he has has friday makes sense yeah but and also i don't think she's technically his secretary i think she's his like she's his assistant yeah which which is is pretty much his secretary she's i do everything including taking out the garbage but then we also had john favreau being his driver yeah but that's his driver and again now we're i'm gonna get on my my sexist soapbox why can't a woman be the driver (laughs) well because he's not technically his driver he's his bodyguard he's literally his his security he's the bodyguard (laughs) which you can have a woman and uh, technically in the next movie you've got scarlett johansson who could actually be his new head of security yeah (laughs) i i I know the trope that you're saying i just don't think it's as strong because she's not a secretary well this was very like both of my my problems with this movie are very reminiscent of 2008 and they would not this movie would not do well in 2021 absolutely not see i disagree i don't think it would i but, disagree but, I mean, go not, ahead it, by all means I, no i disagree because not everybody's looking at through those lenses people are watching it through the lenses to follow the the sci-fi fiction and they're not really focusing on okay there's a war in the middle east this is what this is kind of fought after you know, there's progressive sexism going on. I don't think they're really, I know that's not their agenda. That wouldn't dare be their agenda. In, no, Marvel well, espe- not today. Well, not even that, especially just like how Hollywood in general, like I'm not going to get political about it, but they tend to lean more one way than the other, which is fine or not for whoever's listening. It, it just, it is what it is. And for the way they lean, that's, I don't feel that that's directions that they would go in, nor should they. Right. Sexism no, I totally understand. I agree with that. Yeah. And, right. and I'm not discounting what you said. You saw it, and I can see why you saw it. I just don't think that's necessarily what they were going for. It, it may have been. It's just. And I mean, when it comes down to it, it's fiction. It's not real. You know, this is literally just a movie. But Marvel does right, say but they, it is they, based on real life yeah, what events, what and it's reflecting Marvel, the world. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was going for. Right. Right. So, I mean, it, it is reflecting the world. There are, unfortunately, bad groups of people in every culture. Um, right. but, it, but to your point, this was yet another movie set around that time that made Islamics bad guys. Nowadays, we have like a crap ton of movies about white supremacist bad guys. Right, right, so, right. And that's getting kind of old, in my opinion. Right. Sure. But so also, being a white supremacist is kind of old, in my opinion, too. So if someone's <laughs> that, please don't be. But, but that's not going away, unfortunately, unfortunately which is why not. there's con- continues to be more content around it. Yeah. 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 I think I'm just sensitive to it because I've experienced it in real life and have had to like defend complete strangers oh, yeah, from, for sure. you know, like just complete racism or, or bigotry when they are wearing, you know, something that um, obviously represents another culture, whether it's a hijab or mm-hmm. any kind of head covering, even if it's a man yeah. and people say, Oh, you smell weird. Or people say things. And then you're like, let this person live, like just respect somebody's differences. You don't have to agree with, you know, what they're, what they're doing. But I think for me, I'm just constantly thinking about other people. And I just, right. No, that, that's, that's fine. That I mean, to and, be the yeah. case, you know, and it's yeah. just perpetuating 
these, you know, these lenses. And that's, <laughs> and that's why everybody loves listening through our eyes because we have all total different, different. dynamics. Exactly. And views on this. Right. And we're and still respectful of exactly. each other that, for that That's way. what's crazy yeah. is that we're still talking about it and <laughs> right, we're still yeah. friends. We still hang out. You know, we, yeah. we still, we're still continuing on this journey through the MCU, even yeah. though we all see it somewhat differently. For and sure. to your point about the, the regressive sexism, I think that movie, I think this movie would play well today, specifically for the fact that, that it's not really how it is in the next movie. Her role isn't just his personal assistant right, anymore. She's, the, she's like basically like the VP by the next movie. She's making right, all the but decisions. But is that because she's his girlfriend? Like they weren't dating yet. In right. The but movie, they, they were like, not dating. but she they like, mad were, at him for half but the movie. they, right. But they, it's messy. It's messy I just to love- me. I just love her I think line. It's, at the end she, of the first movie, he's like, well, Iron Man could never have a girlfriend because uh-uh. she'd be too worried about him all the time. So, like, we're not dating, but, like, you can take out my trash. Wink, wink. She, uh. she, spent <laughs> like, half of, she spends half of the second movie pissed off and annoyed at him and ignoring him. Like, he'll, like, try and make Doesn't that sound decision. like a, any kind of relationship that you've ever seen she, in movies or tv not not from the way i'm seeing it like he's trying to make decisions she's like no we're gonna do it this way and she's like you know actually right but he's also just not really playing around so the reason i think it would play well now is because that's how he was before and that's the regressive sexism that's why she says secretary in quotes but he's changing as a person like he goes from only caring about himself and being a weapons developer not really you know, he cares if they double deal on the table, but he doesn't care that people die because of the weapons he makes. He goes and has an immediate shift and he's progressing as a character. So that's why I think this movie would play well as long as they didn't keep it like that, like they didn't throughout the Iron Man films. Right. So yeah. personally, I, I don't know for sure. Um, I don't, I'm not, necess- I'm not obviously not saying sexism or regressive right. sexism is right. Um, and I don't like seeing it in movies, but here we are. Well, Let's keep this train moving. So while I'm digging myself a hole, I'm going to keep digging it with my best and worst. Oh, boy. So I love that we came from one of the worst Marvel movies to one of the best Marvel movies. Wow. Wow. Okay. Moving. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I just wanted to say that because I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I say it's probably top, I'll say top three MCU movies for me. Wow. Especially in... I loved it when it came out for sure, but yes, that's what I was going to say, especially that this is the first official unofficial MCU movie that we get. And it's this gigantic production. Um, That's what I'm loving. And it, and it progresses from here. This, this Mm -hmm. is the start. This is the the genesis of this, of of, of this movie. (laughs) For how much money they dumped into it. It's a heck of a start. (laughs) Um, But my best is actually is the kind of what Alyssa said is is the dialogue and Mm -hmm. kind of like the wittiness of Iron Man. Um, My favorite one is when he's talking to the reporter that he sleeps with, Christine Everhart. Um, (laughs) Christine says, you've been called the Da Vinci of of our time. What do you say to that? And Tony (laughs) says, absolutely ridiculous. I don't paint. (laughs) (laughs) I do laugh at that every time. Yeah, that's good. I love that just because I know I'm never going to be that witty, but I really want to be that witty because it's, it's so on point. You are pretty witty though. I I would would say say so. Yeah, I would say. But to Tony Stark's level? No. Oh no. You and I, you and I put together might be there. We're pretty witty and pretty sassy, but like just separately. uh, 
Oh my gosh. My worst is so I love sidekicks progressions through movies. I feel like we didn't give um, Rodney enough screen time. Oh, Rodney. okay. I was Rodney, so con- I was so confused because I was like, she's like, are you I thought you were going to sidekick? No, 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 no not at all. No, not at all. Okay. No, no, no. I was going to say I thought you were going to say Jarvis, and I was like, he literally becomes a human basically he's a voice a floating ai voice that is the best character sidekick development you could get right there he goes from he became a real boy nebulous (laughs) to a real boy exactly but i i agree um they did not give him enough um in this movie but they they did so under the promise of the next movie that he would get more screen time and he would get substantially more money Unfortunately, that's not actually what happens in the next Iron Man movie, sadly. But he did fulfill the time-honored trope of the Black best friend in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Ask me if I'm wrong when we get halfway through and just look back. He's already not wrong. <laughs> I'm already not wrong. <laughs> we've got Sam Wilson and we've got What's-His-Name from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> exactly. You're proving my point because you said, what's his name? <laughs> so for, yeah. So for my, yeah, I'm trying to remember. It's Lamar. It's Lamar. Okay. I got it. Yes. There. Lamar. Was, you're right. That was going to bother me. <laughs> um, so for my best and worst was kind of a lot of the things you guys said, the, the comedy. So we got, we just kind of did that to death. So I'm going to gloss over that, even though I had a bunch of quotes. Um, the action was really good for this movie. It was. Um, yes. So I, I thought the story was good, especially period wise, had it been during a different decade, you know, I would have liked to see, obviously the, like we said earlier, I'm not going to spend time on it, but like to see different bad guys or him captured under different circumstances. But I thought it was very realistic of him being there and also his like mentor being this greedy a-hole trying to control everything and take over half the world. I kind of like that storyline because they're, are some greedy a-holes out there who do not care about anyone else yeah Um, that action of him flying in that first suit i was so shocked by that i couldn't believe that was the case and then when it stopped working i was like oh my god it's toy story that's not flying it's falling with style with style um my worst for this i know i have a lot more best than worst i know it's not going to sound like it but we guys we already did the best for you guys already and that was my best So my worst is like, there was a lot of inconsistencies with the guards watching the security cameras. And it's like, only the main bad guy like saw him like working on a prosthetic leg and only once. And then all of a sudden, like, like all of a sudden he's he's like, has to make all of this in a day. And nobody's like seeing that he's not working on a Jericho missile. And I'm just like, okay, that's pretty awful to, so that there was that that bothered me. Um, mm-hmm. the second thing that bothered me and has been bothering me for years, why was Obadiah Stane snooping around Tony Stark's personal office and acting like he busted pepper? I'll tell you why, because <laughs> we got major Hamlet vibes because of it. Did anybody else think of <laughs> yeah. Hamlet or was it just me? Bit. No, you, you're bit. right. But he's like, so what are we going to do about this? I'd be like, what are we going to do about what? You don't belong here. I'm his personal <laughs> assistant. Get out. Like, cause at first I was like, <gasps> yeah, I'm, like who, I'm like, whose office is that? And then he's like, oh, Tony always gets the, the best stuff. Huh? And he's like picking up a glass of uh, the alcohol. I'm like, 
So that, that is Tony's office. What are you doing? Why are you acting like you caught her? Yeah, she that has every right to be there. Me, though. It was it's, oh yeah, for sure. He he played that very well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't have lots of problems with most of these Marvel movies. I'm going to say that right now, surprising no one. So when I do actually have a problem, <laughs> it's kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. Unless they're we get good, into issues points, with security cameras, um, especially when we get to Civil War. Why do we bring monetary. up the security cameras in every movie discussion? We <laughs> when they keep having unforgivable uh, flaws with security and locations, cameras right. and locations. Yeah, like 1940s having like 1980s security cameras. Don't know about that. I was yeah. going to say, speaking of advanced technologies, did you guys see the hydro-powered bus at the end? when they were battling each other in front of the minivan full of kids oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and he like picked him up and threw him and the, he hit the side of a bus and it said hydro powered on the side of the bus. <laughs> and I was like, hydro. <laughs> I, I did. I, now that you say that, I know exactly what it says. Yeah, it was like I a big was, thing. Yeah, it was like in red or yellow or something. Yeah. Like it wasn't yeah. yellow. Mm-hmm. But I, I, if you would have asked me what it said, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. That's interesting. It, it just said hydro powered. That's all it said. Yeah. And I was like, hydro. Okay, moving on to our last segment, one of our probably most fun segments that we have on this podcast, Alter Ego, where we assign each other characters from the movie. So I, Boy, I, I wonder know. who you guys are going to pick. I don't know how well this no. is going to work this out for time. us. <laughs> I did a complete flip on this one. Oh, boy. I, I don't know how this is going to look for me now. Go ahead. So, I sh- so Andrew, I'm going to go with you first. Oh, boy. Jarvis. Stop. That's who Thank I you, picked sir. for him too. Did you really? I did. I would love to have an accent like that, sir. Yes, you can do the accents. That's why I thought of you. So my reasoning is you are along for the ride whether you want to go or not. <laughs> Thank you. I um, am rather and- ri- ride or die, aren't I? <laughs> I say as I'm not satisfied with this answer. Go ahead. And... Um, my other answer is you're going to give the best advice no matter the situation. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> That's nice. I'm also his so, kind of sarcastic. He's like, Jarvis, what were you thinking? Oh, what was I thinking? So you just be so discreet. <laughs> so I, yeah, got you I as- said you're a noble sidekick. Oh, <laughs> and I mean that. And well. for Alyssa, I picked Iron Man. What? Yes. Oh, um, yeah. I saw that coming. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I, I did. I mean, apart from the obvious choice, I wanted to go less less obvious. Um, so I went with Iron Man. Um, he's witty. You're witty. Um, he has some of the best one-liners. You've had your fair share of one-liners, too. <laughs> um, incredibly smart. Um, I mean, yeah, we could have picked, you know, Pepper for you, but that's too I don't think obvious. this movie. Yeah, I don't think this movie. I align with her very much. Yeah, no, that's kind of what I was thinking movie. too. And the next movie, I would say. Also, like, I do have to give her props for the whole like being cool under pressure with the thumb drive. Like, I would not have. I would have screwed mm. that up royally. And he's very menacing too. He is terribly menacing. He's an excellent actor. It must he's be the bald, bald head and yeah, that really threw me. Movie. That really yeah. threw me. I was like, is that Jeff? Like, yeah, I know. Because no, that man has a lot of hair. In, yeah, like, but he had perfect so, facial features with the perfect yeah, amount of yeah, facial hair. I yeah. was like, good lord, if only. 
Um, yeah. So I, I did say I had Andrew as Jarvis for the reasons <laughs> I noted. Um, love that. And um, Wyatt, I said Iron Man. Okay. That's the goatee, first of all, can we just give a, uh, an appreciation for Wyatt's goatee? He's got a nice one. Andrew's like, I have a nice goatee too. No, I have, I have a, I would say that I have more of a beard. He definitely rocks his goatee for sure. That's true. Yeah. Andrew I'm not jealous. I, I think the only thing good, I can I'm not do. that jealous. Wow. <laughs> he's got fantastic um, hair. He's got a goatee. We'll take it. Yeah. I said, um, uh, likes the toys, all the like the shiny cars and the motorcycles. <laughs> That's yes. very Wyatt. You're very tech savvy. Um, very tech savvy. Yep. Yeah. I said good one liners as well. <laughs> nice. All righty. So my turn. Um, yeah, it was very difficult to pick um, for any of us in this movie because there, I feel like there weren't a, a ton of characters in this movie to like main yeah. characters. There's no. what, four and a half, five? Yeah. So and, and like none of us are gonna pick the villain for each other, I don't think. So I almost did. I was, was for I who? Almost, was I almost Obadiah Stane? No, it was less oh, I was God. almost Obadiah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can I hear your reasons why? Because yes, now I'm curious. Um, maybe it'll soften the blow for what I was it my I'd... shiny bald head that wow that you made don't you have. think of him? Your six head that you have over there? Wow. <laughs> yes, my six head. No, um, I was gonna say not okay. Sneaky is not the right word, but crafty. kind of that crafty yeah. behind the scenes has multiple projects going on, but doesn't really show anybody. Yeah. Um, and kind of what he did to overthrow Tony, you know, when he went behind his back and ordered the hit and everything. I feel like you're you might not confront like your maybe you might confront your boss directly, but you might talk with HR first. So, but I like my pick Iron Man for you better. <laughs> you guys are opening my, my, my just b- borders of what's possible <laughs> for these future movies coming up. Darling, oh. you have no idea what's possible. How was that? Right, was, that was that okay? That was very Jarvis of you. Well, I was going for Kate Blanchett, so that didn't work. Um, <laughs> That's that was, a little that left was, field, but. Well, that was also a quote from Thor Ragnarok which you would know if you liked the movie. Um, <laughs> threw so, up in my mouth. Wow. So there we go. There we have it. Um, so for my pick for Alyssa, which again was very difficult, it was a cross between Iron Man and Pepper. Ooh. So, so you're saying Morgan Stark. Their kid, yeah. <laughs> well, should we get more of her in the future? Absolutely. Um, okay. Okay. Be honest. If I've got a giant hole in my chest and I'm like, hey, I need you to put this battery in and you feel something that feels like pus. I don't want to hear that you're not going to react the same way because I would react the same way. It's disgusting. (laughs) So you're just like, oh, she goes from like this date. It's friggin' disgusting. And she could kill him. And he totally set her up for that, which was really rude to do. But I was (laughs) laughing through the whole thing. Um, She's very intelligent. Um, She... She cares about her boss, which if you develop that close relationship with your boss, you would too. And I'm pretty sure you hate job hunting too, like she said. She's like, tears yeah. of joy, I hate job hunting. Yes, yes. And then he's like, oh, I want to hold a press conference. Like, a press conference? And she's like trying to like be the voice of reason at all times. And then he's like, oh, what do you think of that painting? I think it's incredibly overpriced. I need it. So that would be you yeah. advising us. Wyatt and I are like, oh, 
uh, I need it. And you're like, no, 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 it's boys. It's overpriced. <laughs> but how you are as Iron Man is you're confident, uh, you're driven. And he says he's shutting down the weapons project until such time that he can make sure that he's doing what's best for, I forget the direct quote, it was his fellow man. And that would be exactly something. That is me. That is so, so me. That's so funny. <laughs> um, for Wyatt, definitely, definitely Iron Man. Uh, oh, yes. He said. Um, <laughs> Wyatt's like, suck it, Ethan. I'm Iron Man. <laughs> I, I would attribute certain characteristics to me for Iron Man. I'm very sarcastic. Um, I'm pretty decently witty, I've been told. But in this movie, I would go with Rhodey. Three hours. What the heck is wrong with you? You kept me standing here for three hours. I would be pissed. I feel I almost like you're had smarter him you. than him, though, because he was like, oh, where are you, Tony? And he couldn't figure out it was Tony in the suit. Like, I feel like you would have figured that out pretty quickly. Well, I have the benefit of actually watching superhero movies. They no, have I the know, but still, like, movies, so I don't. how did he not get that? And he knows he's supposed to be his best friend or really, really, really close to him and know him really well. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess he didn't know that like, hey, you're starting to build suits now. I know I understand what you're saying and I I appreciate that, but I have friends who are very irresponsible and it drives me crazy too. Obviously not you two, but so like, I'm just trying to be like, you guys just have no sense of responsibility. Responsibilities. Responsibilities. So that's how professional he is. I feel like in the workplace, as much as like I joke around and stuff like that, when people aren't very good workers. It makes me frustrated because mm-hmm. I'm in an industry mm-hmm. where kind of need you to be a good worker or just leave because you're taking my money. You're replaceable. So and not, not to be rude about it, but I have to work harder if you suck. Right. So, and he was kind of like that. He's like, you kept me standing here for three hours. We're, sp- we're not drinking. We're supposed to be working here. <laughs> so, and then the attendants start dancing and, becomes the Ma High Club real quick. What, what a life. Just kidding. Oh, boy. Well, guys, let's face it. This is not the worst thing you've caught me doing because I do have to end this podcast tonight. <laughs> oh, weird. It's such a weird thing. <laughs> I know it's a weird transition, but I wanted to do it anyway. That was hysterical. Oh that gosh. was good. But, guys, thank you for joining on this journey through the first Iron Man movie with us next week. Join us where we jump into the second Iron Man movie. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.